Welcome to the Fred Tech Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Andres Mendoza, and with me is my co-host, Mark Walker. And thanks to Fitzy.org at Root for hosting us. Root is a one-stop public-private partnership to jumpstart new businesses and energize innovation in Frederick County. Dig deep, cultivate tomorrow. Thanks, Mark. So today's guest, we have Dallas Kincaid from Execunet. 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 Yeah, spelled a bit weird, but that, that's how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. And what they they typically what they offer are you know a wide range of different um, you know IT services and I, IT business uh, manage IT services right so like cloud services of uh, VoIP you know they can even create cables right and cable line for your businesses stuff like that so it's just a, a wide range I mean if you think about what AWS and Azure offer they can offer that as well summarize it as CIO as a service CIO as a service that's right so it's more than just cloud services right it's that they can offer they can help your company on the IT side if that's obviously not your expertise or you just don't have the resources to hire your own in-house CIO and IT staff and this is where their staff comes in and you know, give recommendations on what, you know, tech you guys need, your upgrade plans, whatever it is, cloud services and things like that. So, you know, it, it was really good to see that we had a com- we have a company like that that's been here for 20 plus years ongoing. And, you know, they've been doing so well um, up to now and continue to do well. And, you know, they've pivoted many times and things like that. It's just, just our always- conversation about fiber versus 5G was very interesting. Watch for that. That's right. Yeah. You know, I myself want fiber here, but it doesn't look like I'm going to get it, right? <laughs> but 5G can it can be a game changer, um, not just, you know, for your mobile device, but in general for just connectivity. Listen to the interview for the details. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So take a listen, um, you know, Dallas with, with his insights and, you know, we kind of geek out a bit and, and all this stuff, but it's... You'll enjoy it too. It's a great interview. <laughs> yep. Check it out. So welcome, Dallas Kincaid, you know, of ExecuNet, right? Is that, yeah, is right, that yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's no, item number one. Usually people, we've heard so many things over the years where people call it ExecuNet or, yeah, it's, it's it makes complete sense to me. But then again, I guess right. I came up with the name. So the whole idea behind it was uh, Executive Net. Okay. So, but Executive Net, I think, was taken 20 years ago in that domain. So we just said, oh, well, ExecuNet, we can do some fun things with that name, you know, like... Like, yeah. Well, it's all streamlined. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. It's just it was our second choice. <laughs> so, but yeah, so so it's worked out. You know, it was funny. You know, then when the when Comcast changed to Xfinity, I was like, hey, they took my idea. Yeah, you right. know, so but yeah, so I, I didn't feel as bad then. But yeah, so Executive that that was the idea. Executive Net. Um, that was the name of the company. But yeah, sure, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, because yeah, I didn't even know how to pronounce it until today. Yeah, so yeah. So. So describe it. What what, the, what does Executinet do? Executinet is you know we're we're in August we celebrated twenty years. So we've been in business for twenty years now, which is like really in the IT world we're like grandpa. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's That's so true. few companies out there that can say, hey, look, same owners, same you know, same management. You know, most of our employees. I was actually figuring this out the other day. Fourteen years, most of our employees have worked wow. with us. We've had some that have been with us since the, the beginning. beginning of the company. You know, so. We've done a lot, and I can kind of give, if you want to hear the brief history yeah, of where we started. So, 
1998, we actually, we started off as a dial-up company. We were doing dial-up access. And most of our customers, probably 95% of our customers were residential. So they were getting, you know, dial-up access. We had telephone numbers locally that you dial into to get access to the internet. Literally, when we started the company, we had two lines. We had a sales line and we had a support line, and I was answering both phones. <laughs> right? So it was me and another another couple of guys that started the company, and uh, he was actually at school at the time, going to Harvard um, for computer science. So it was, uh, you, know, you know, he's working on stuff remotely. I'm answering the phones, and we kind of built from there. And then we, you know, the the key thing with IT and technology is really knowing when to pivot. Right. Um, it changes so rapidly. It's not like, you know, if you're a plumber. I mean, plumbing is really the same. It's been the same technology. It's not like there's a, every three years, there's three years, there's a new fancy toilet that comes out. Right. You know, this is, you know, a toilet's a toilet. This is how it's plumbed. Right. And that's the whole thing. So, you know, the, the key to technology has really been, Hey, you know, this is really what's coming down. We need to be able to pivot. We need to be able to, you know, move move in that direction and make wise decisions. Because a lot of times, especially initially, I mean, I, th- I think about it now. Some of the equipment that we had for dial-up access this is a two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollar investment just for you know a four U rack piece of equipment right. that literally three years after that was worth fifty bucks, and it, we just threw it away because it was it would cost more to ship it, you know. Right. So it's uh, it's been a lot of pivoting. So, you know, we, we were doing the dial-up access, and then somehow it turned into where, you know, we started doing co-location, where customers wanted to now, hey, we need to put our server someplace. We need to have fast internet. You know, obviously, at this time, people weren't able to get fiber or anything. Or T1 connections. Or T1s, right? you, know, you know, and that's what we had at the time. We had mm-hmm. T1s, multiple T1s. That was which, a big thing. Which was a big deal yeah, back then, you know. Then. And uh, and so then we started, you know, we had a couple servers that were in our facility. And then we had, uh, you know, some customers that, hey, look, I need a dedicated connection. Can I get ISDN? So then we start doing ISDN, you know, and then it turns in, okay, well, now we need to take multiple T1s and bond them together. And then we need to get a T3. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we, we, we started just continuously growing and we, we started finding that our customer base started turning where, it, you know, it was slowly becoming more and more business and less and less residential. Um, we, we also, during that time, start acquiring companies. Mm-hmm. So we acquired a bunch of local companies here here in town. Uh, the first one we acquired was uh, Middletown Internet. And people will probably remember this, but it's been years. You know, that was our first one 20 years ago, 19 years ago. Um, and then we bought Frederick Network Technologies, which was a bigger one uh, in town. Um, and then we bought uh, some companies and we, we bought a company in, in Nashville. We bought a company in Orlando. We had an office in Nashville and Orlando. Um, with the whole idea of bringing that all back here. Mm -hmm. Um, And then really, we started getting really a lot bigger into doing the data center. So that's when we started building our, you know, we had our first data center and then we completely gutted that and and expanded it about three times. And then we built a purpose built, like, you know, soup to nuts. We built this entire data center just with all the mistakes really we had made. You know, 20 years ago, there wasn't really a whole lot of data centers out there. So it was like, you know, I, I had a staff meeting the other day and I was talking to people, talking to the staff. And I was like, you know, when we started this company, there wasn't even a Google. Like, right, like right. yeah, I mean, really, we were pre-Google. Yeah, I mean, Vista was the big. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. or Yahoo Search. Yeah, right, and, you know, exactly, and it wasn't yeah. like this, you know, I, I, I tell, I feel like an old dude because I'm like, I'm like, you guys don't know how lucky you are. You can just Google <laughs> the answer. Like, we literally wrote the book on how to figure this stuff out, you know. <laughs> 
And but you know, we did a lot of that with the data center. You know, we 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 built it based yeah. on our mistakes. Like you know, it's true. A lot of people take yeah. a lot that we have today for granted. Oh yeah, yeah. Googling it was not a thing. It was a lot of like figuring things out. Don't remember yeah. what it was like before. Yeah, right. I know. And, and not to get too ahead is like you can Google how to build a data center. <laughs> yeah, but you can literally just. Someone has yeah. a data center for you to just use. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. And at the time, you know, it was it was kind of you know we you know we weren't thinking like okay our customers are going to require us to have multiple AC units. Our thought was, man, when that AC unit breaks, it really sucks. <laughs> so we want to have multiple AC units so we don't have to worry about it. You know. So, but it all turned out, you know. Yeah, we have multiple generators, we have multiple AC units, we have multiple fiber connections, all of these things. It was really a selfish reasons in the beginning, just because we didn't want to have to have... You don't want the backhoe on one side to take you offline. Well, yeah, well, we didn't want to have a crisis, you know, yeah, I mean, because and that's yeah. what it was, right. if you only have one of something. Mm -hmm. So then it turned out, you know, hey, look, we have a great facility now. Right. And, you know, we through the years, you know, we've been co-located in other facilities, you know, down the road, you know, large, you know, multi-million dollar facilities. And really, everything that we offer here, you can get anywhere else. It's just a smaller scale, right? So yeah, and everything yeah. you mentioned, right? Like the generators, ACs, backups, and, and all plus that. one, yeah, yeah, right. It's it's those things now that I'd imagine all data centers do, no matter yeah. what, right? Because yeah. if you're going to go to your customers and say, well, we're going to promise you, you know, X number of nines, you know, in terms of reliability yeah. and access to your data, you need to make sure that thing's going to be right. at all times, right? So, for sure. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool to see you guys done that even before the, the Google days. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I, 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 you know, we still have you know like these. It's we we get we were we were recycling a bunch of stuff, a lot of our older racks and things like that. Because even the rack technology has changed. If you mm -hmm. think about it, when we first did it. It was two post racks, right. and then it was four post racks, and then it was locking cabinets and all this. So it's like we've had to like yeah, cycle all, all this that, stuff yeah. out. Yeah, now everything has rails. Yeah. Back in the day, it didn't yeah. have rails. If something was really heavy, you'd put it on a tray. You know, I mean, yeah. So it's it's like, but you know, we recycle about three tons of hardware every single year. That's wow. what we just did. Yeah, you know. And we we still recycle some of these older you know these older uh, racks that you really just can't give away you know right. it's like there's you know, no standard to it yeah well yeah because it's the old standard you know so um, it's crazy so you know talking about that pivoting you know and the acquisitions um, we we actually acquired a, a cable assembly company so okay. we do we do cable you know wiring and, and cable assemblies for you know missiles and uh, a lot of military applications we do like. Cables for all all the sorting systems for like Amazon and UPS and and uh, train systems and things like that, and uh, then we also do voice over IP and we do telephone systems. So you think about it like, okay, well, how's this stuff all tied together? It's right. like, well, you know, hey, we can host this, we can host the phone system for voice over IP in our facility that we know is fantastic. Mm -hmm. We can wire your office for Ethernet and for you know Cat five, Cat six, whatever you want to do in there. Um, we can provide fiber connections if that's what you need to your office and provide internet and then we can also provide managed IT which is really where we've pivoted in the last four or five years where now we're providing those services where we're providing IT to the to someone's office we can also provide data center services we can provide cloud services we can provide really everything that you need IT related in, 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 in one offering. Have you found that uh, moving into more of a software-defined infrastructure has been beneficial for you, or has that not been uh, something that's been workable? 
Well, can I expand on that? So, like, you mean like as far as like cloud based? Like, no, not necessarily. Like, like software defined infrastructure, software defined networking. It's stuff. it's it's definitely it's it's better in some ways. It's easier to scale. A lot obviously, of virtualized yeah, things, yeah, yeah absolutely. With the yeah. virtualization, there's definitely. I mean, it, it was a big step forward because you know a lot of times people would have hardware. They'd have one application running on there, and they don't realize they're using like five percent of the resources. Right. So now that you can virtualize things, and you can have you know twenty servers, you know possibly, yeah, it's it's great. It also creates some some single sources of failure. So you have to have some <laughs> well, redundancy with that across, right? Unless yeah. you're doing clustering yeah. right. or you're doing vMotion, or you know, there's a lot of a lot of different ways that you can do it. But yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. um, it certainly has. You know, and we see this in our managed services business where there's IT people that, you know, their mindset is it's a server with an application on it. Well, it's way more complex than that. Right. And and it's starting to get to the point where people are like, like this is way above what I know how to do. So, right. yes, it's great where you, there's some simplification and there's some better utilization of resources. But the knowledge that you need to be able to manage that is definitely increased. Right. So, so it's kinda, is, there is a different skill set. Absolutely, involved. without question. Yeah. And, and those things that it, you guys are providing to businesses here, especially where it's like, hey, we can take care of all this stuff for mm-hmm. you. Do what you do best, yep. right? Which is not going to be the IT infrastructure because what that's a lot of resources you have to put into. Is like if I have to set up my own servers, you know, my own infrastructure, cloud, whatever it is, right? And you're you have to start to wonder, well, how do I make sure that things are are where it doesn't get hacked or things like that, yeah. right? Oh, like yeah. Security, like physical security, software security. I mean, all that kind of stuff. And you guys just abstract that and say, hey. We'll take care of all of it for well, you. Well, the, the problem with that, too, is that if you're a business, you need to have staff that's able to do this. Exactly, yeah. Be, so, so you need to make sure. So if, if, you're a, if you're a small business and let's say you have 50 workstations that you're managing, you might have an IT person. What happens when that person goes on vacation? Or what happens if there's a technology that maybe this person isn't really skilled with? Right. Um, you know, that's kind of the benefit, especially with the managed services, of being able to have a company that has – Hey, look, you now have an entire team. You have all this knowledge that we can bring, and you're really paying less than what you're going to pay for one IT person, but you're getting all this knowledge. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of benefits. And, you know, for people, you know, especially companies that have like PCI requirements or HIPAA requirements and those types of things. Hey, well, guess what? Not only can we manage this for you, we can put this in our data center. We can manage this. We can build a private cloud for you. It's things that you know that they're not even thinking of. Another thing we're seeing too is that for for larger organizations, maybe they have an IT person, but this these skills are really beyond their their ability. Well, now we can augment that person as well. So, right. You know, so there's there's a lot of different things. I mean, this is definitely the direction everybody's going, where right. it makes a lot more sense. Unless you're very very large, and then you can have an IT staff that that or your own data center. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. Yeah. yeah, right, right. So, but yeah. it doesn't make sense for most most people to build all these all this redundancy out. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, unless. So when you start um, partnering with companies or you know the, your customers, what do you typically notice as like mistakes that they make? You know, they're they're coming to you like, hey, we need your help, we need your services, and what are the kind of basic things you notice that are the, the common themes? Well, I think uh, kind of building on what we just talked about, I think one of the issues is I think people don't take it seriously enough. I mean, they really don't. I mean, I think 
people don't realize how much IT is important they don't to take business. It, they take now. it for granted. They, they really do. Yeah. They think it's just like, oh, I'm on my computer, everything's working fine, but they're not realizing, hey, you know, right now while you're on your computer, you know, someone's put in some malware that's, you know, recording all of your passwords right. and they're just going about their business right. and they're doing it. And, and it's crazy. Some of the industries that we see, you know, people doing this are, are really the ones, you know, healthcare. Mm-hmm. I, and we see a lot of crazy stuff going on in, in healthcare. And there's some serious penalties to this yeah. if, if, if people aren't protecting data, you know, and uh, it's, cr- it, it, it's insane to us, you know, where you can say, look, you know, you're at a lot of risk right here, but they really, they, they don't understand the investments. And, you know, so it's, it, it, it's a challenge getting people to really take this stuff seriously. That, that's really what we we see a lot of walking into, you mm-hmm. know, and, and especially a lot of it is like, well, what do you mean I have to, you know, buy this? Everything seems to be working okay. It's like, no, you're really at a substantial risk. Yeah. You know, right now the big thing is, you know, with Windows 7 in 2008, you know, that's all ending, you know, the support. You know, we're having customers like saying, well, what happens if I don't upgrade? Well, it's not even an option. You don't really understand. Like, it is not an option. You need to upgrade, you know? It reminds so. me of the whole debacle when Windows XP was end of life. Yeah. And then oh. the federal government had a bunch of these workstations that were still XP. So it's like... They had to work out a deal with Microsoft to continue to support it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like... I think I think actually this Windows 7 situation is going to be worse than the XP. I think a lot I think businesses specifically have really they they started using Windows 7 because they didn't want to move to to Windows 8, 8 and, right. because they didn't like the the new interface that Microsoft was kind of shoving down people's throats but I mean, that's where we're at now. I, I think that's going to be really – it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. That is interesting. I didn't even yeah. think about that because yeah. I, I, I did upgrade Lisa at my workstation to Windows 8 and was not a big fan. Yeah. 8, yeah. 8, 8, 1, but then Windows 10 was was amazing. And yeah. Was well, I think they, they listened to everyone complaining about Windows 8 <laughs> and said, all right, we're going to – everyone settle down. You know, settle yeah, down. yeah, yeah. We're good. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, and we're, we're seeing comp- you know, companies now that have, you know – 50, 60 Windows 7 machines that are out there. And, you know, that's a that's a big undertaking, especially when people are used to using Windows 7, mm-hmm. and now you're going to try to put them into a Windows 10 environment. It's it, it's a big debacle. But, yeah. yeah. But the, the, really, that's one of the big things you're seeing is, like, why do I have to upgrade? What do you right. mean I have to upgrade, you know? Yeah, it just works. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, if you wait and see what happens, mm-hmm. you know, in March of 2020 when – nothing's being patched anymore and people are finding, you know, vulnerabilities that, that can be exploited. Right. And I think mostly too, when, when you think about upgrading and patching, a lot of people get the notions, you know, your your phone, right? Your iPhone and your yeah. Android, it constantly updates. And there's good reason for that, right? Security patches and, and things like that, fixes, bug fixes. But a lot of people attribute those things to saying like, oh, I, I don't like the new OS compared to the old one, so I'm not going to switch because I'm used to this. So yeah. I'm used to the way this is working. I'm not going to change yeah. it. It's like very hard to say, I know, but if you're staying here, you're more at risk yeah. by staying here. Yeah, what do you mean I'm at risk, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, well, yeah. So, <laughs> I, I'm happy in my room, except that the rest of the house is burning and the fire's going to reach me. <laughs> yeah. So you have to leave this comfortable room because it's going to burn down very shortly. Well, there was that statistics. I think it was with XP, but it was like an unpatched XP network computer put on the internet it was like it was like oh. a minute and a half before it would be it was it would owned be, it, completely. Yeah, it would be before it was owned completely yeah. if it was unpatched, you know. People don't realize that. Right. I mean, like you have no clue. There is a constant war going on 
And it is a war. Right it now, war. where people are trying to find, hack into your routers, even in your house, and people don't see it because yeah. it's out of sight, it's out, of out, of out of mind. It's a war Yeah, but, but, it, but you look at the logs, it's yeah. it's happening continuously. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen like people post, uh, typically on Reddit, where they'll, they'll show like a map of every ping coming from... We have one area. of those. If you come to our lobby, we have it actually in our lobby, and people are always like, what is that? I'm like, well, that's real time. Right. What's it's happening? like a warm-up, right? Yeah, it's it is. Like, yeah, yeah. The attack is yeah. there. We, 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 that, was, that was like our, our the best thing that we ever put up when we finally put that up in our lobby, and we, we don't even look at it, but it's like our customers see it when they come right. in, and it's like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty impressive when people see what's really going on. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Um, do you guys even offer, so, you know, transitioning from, let's say, Windows 7 to 10, any kind of training for them, you know? Yeah, we can, we offer training. Um, a, a lot of times what we're seeing, thankfully, is that people, like, they'll have a Windows 10 computer at home, so they're just using that or something like and that. Know like, them, yeah. yeah, so it's getting a little bit easier, but there's definitely, you know... And it depends on the organization too, as well. Some some organizations are a little bit more forward thinking, and they're like, okay, you know. But as a rule, human beings don't like change. No. So yeah. it's like, it's true. Yeah, they they don't. You know, why are my icons there? And it's like, okay, it's just an icon. We can solve that for you. Don't know what we can do about the uh, the stupid uh, uh, start menu, but right. yeah, we'll, we'll, we're we're going to get through this, you know. So. <laughs> You'll get used to <laughs> it. You're going to get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> to the next thing. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the data centers again because okay. we've talked about how they've evolved, you know, drastically since sure. you guys started in twenty years. Um, you know, you, how many data centers you guys have? We have two, two. Yeah, so we have two. So we have a, a, a larger public data center, and then we have a private data center, which is uh, mostly for like dedicated servers and things mm-hmm. like that. That has a little bit more restricted access. Um, everything going in our data centers, you know, we have man traps, biometric hand readers. We have a you know a desk where everybody has to sign in. We scan your ID if you're a visitor. Everything is very. We're an audited facility too, so we okay. go through a SOC two audit every year. That yes, we have generators. Yes, we do our tests on our generators. Yes, we're managing all the visitors to the data center. It's really we're just getting through it now. So it's like every year I'm just like because it's like <laughs> that's I mean, year, right? but it, but it's great you know because it really you know I we we complain about it just because it's a little bit of work, but at the same time it was one of those things like. We started doing a lot of these processes even before we started becoming audited, you know, 10 years ago. And uh, it kind of like it makes everybody take these things really seriously. Right. And it's like it's like, OK, yeah, we're going to, we're, 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 we're auditing all the users, everybody that has access. You know, we're making sure that people are signing authorization forms. They understand the rules mm-hmm. of the data center. So it's, it's been a it's been a, a, a good process <laughs> for, for us. But um, so, yeah, so we have the biometric hand readers when you come in. Um, cameras everywhere. Everything's monitored. You know, locking cabinets, locking half cabinets. Um, it's really, you know, if you've been to a data center, they all kind of look the same. You know, it's the same idea. Um, you know, we have a meet me room for all of our fiber, you know, fiber uh, carriers. We have five fiber um, providers that come into our facility now. Okay. Um, so, which is really, really good. I mean, that's for up here. That that that's that's a lot for having five Good different fire, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. So uh, I'm waiting for, for Verizon to come here for residential, right? For, not, <laughs> but you know, it's not going to happen. I, and I, I, think I it is, yeah. yeah, I'll tell you. I think, uh, and we can we can talk about that whenever you, you're ready. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely have some idea. You know, we, go ahead. We were talking about residential well, fiber would be nice. Well, we're, <laughs> we were talking about the DS, the the uh, the um, the the dial-up service that mm-hmm. we did. We were actually the first, even before Verizon offered DSL in this market. So we were offering DSL here, and I 
you know, there's there's like some companies out here that were trying to do wireless. I think there's still a company in Hagerstown that does wireless to to homes and to businesses. I really think that, and it's not going to happen tomorrow, but you know, with five G coming out in the next year or two, I think really what's going to end up the way it's going to be is that we're all just going to have a, a wireless router right. that we that just comes with us. All of our devices are 5G. Our house is 5G. So the wireless, so the wireless is going to leapfrog the fiber. Basically. Absolutely. Yeah. I, and I'm not going to say it's going to be 5G. It might be 6G or whatever they sure. call it or whatever. That's the direction we're well, going. Well, whatever name yeah. they give it. Because yeah. the writing's yeah. on the wall. Verizon, and, and I'll tell you how I know this, is that Verizon is desperately trying to get out of the wireline business. They don't want to provide... They don't want to provide infrastructure. It's it's probably the most costly part of their business, providing all of this infrastructure to get the houses. Think about it. If you can just put up a bunch of towers yeah, and just manage those towers, so much easier, so easier, yeah. easier to monitor, easier to maintain. Uh, you're not dealing with a lot of the regulatory parts of it, which is like getting permits to dig up streets. Have right. coverage yeah. issues, put up another antenna somewhere yeah, to cover absolutely, that absolutely. That, that, yeah. you're, that rather yeah. than just serving one home, you're now serving 50 businesses with that tower, Good that micro tower. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and so, you know, and, and we're seeing this, you know, Google's really taken a step back from their Google Fiber build-up. Yeah, that I remember doing. They, they had that. Verizon a few years ago, they they... You know, they they announced that they're not doing any more of their their FiOS cities anymore. They're really just going to stick with the cities that they have. So, the the writing's on the wall. I mean, you can kind of see. I get notifications because um, we were a DSL provider. You know, we worked with Verizon to provide the DSL services. Um, we essentially we wholesaled it. Um, it's a little bit more involved in that, where we were actually providing the internet, but we were wholesaling that last mile to the residents, which you have to do really. So I get notifications literally daily of places where they're shutting down wire, the wireline stuff, wow. you know, and, and they're trying to renew, you know, you know, everybody in the wireline business, it's all union. So it's really an expensive part of their business. They really want to get out of it. So right. I, I guarantee you that this is the direction it's going where we're all just going to have, and it will be a lot more convenient. Think about it. If you can essentially have your internet, unlimited internet, internet, wherever you, wherever go, you go. Yeah. yeah. It's just, you know, that, that's it, you know? Right. So I, I think that's definitely the direction. And, and yeah. it's funny you say that because, you know, here I am making a comment about, oh, I'm hoping Verizon Fios comes here, but it's, it's not going to happen nope. because essentially what you said recently, they passed that initiative to do 5G here, right? Yeah. The FCC yeah. did and all yeah. that. And it's, the, the speed difference between what we have today, right? 4G LT and 5G is not a marginal nominal it's drastically different yeah. right yeah like, it's orders of magnitude almost, right yeah. like how, how much yeah. of a difference is that what between the 5g yeah, and like what and, you could get with gigabit right well you know the whole gigabit thing is kind of stupid to be honest with you like it's it's kind of like it's a marketing term because honestly like i would consider myself to be a pretty heavy user i mean like i have I have a domain controller at my house. I have a secondary domain controller. I, I'm running VMware. But you look I'm at your actual demand. Oh, and I'm looking at my actual yeah. usage and yeah. my utilization. And right. I'm maybe, you know, maybe I'm using peak. I'm using, you know, when I'm doing a download, maybe I'm using like 20, 30 gigs, gigs. max, you know. And I'm a heavy user. I mean, mm-hmm. so you think about the average user, maybe they're maxing out, you know. They're looking at, a, you know, they're watching some streams or something and maybe they're pushing couple hundred K, you know, I mean, so there's really no practical reason that anybody, unless they're a business and this is like, they're doing something on the internet where they're streaming so much stuff that they need a gigabit connection. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a fun marketing term, 
But at the end of the day, nobody, I, I have never encountered anybody that needs that much bandwidth right. unless they're doing stuff like, you know, torrents or, torrents, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or things that they really probably shouldn't be doing shouldn't be anyways. Doing that, that, well, like the terms of, they have gigabit NICs in their computers. Yeah. Therefore, they need gigabit yeah. going yeah. out, you know. Yeah. It's funny you say that because then, yeah. like, even uh, at my place, yeah. I have the top tier Comcast internet connection yeah. at 150 yeah. down, but. I'm also limited by the hardware, right? I'm yeah. not going to get that in my. Well, laptop. even beyond the hardware, you're limited yeah. to whatever you're getting this stuff from. Yeah. Because you know, you think about it, whatever you're downloading, sitting on a computer or someplace right. in the world, right. you know, and who knows what kind of a connection they have? They may not have a gigabit connection. Yeah, the edge point has to be yeah. able to provide the same yeah. thing. It's the throughput. That's yeah, right. yeah, or, the end to end. Yeah, or or even yeah. even whatever type of hardware it's sitting on, it might not even be able to push out that kind of you know bandwidth or whatever you're down. So. So it's it's kind of like yeah it's fun it's fun to talk about gigabit but it's interesting the response though to the yeah. desire to I wish I had FiOS or, or or fiber and but the saying wait a minute you might be having something better come down the pipe yeah. much yeah. sooner yeah. than that and it, it isn't something well, everyone I, naturally thinks about because they're not trained to do yeah I, I think yeah. a lot, the other part though is that you know Comcast let's be honest they do have a monopoly they do you know. Yeah. Now, and the the thing that kind of stinks with it, especially with you know, is a lot of the the infrastructure was subsidized with tax dollars. You know, they get to you know put all these things up on lines, and 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 so I I, I am a believer that competition definitely gives better products. You know, yeah. um, I I don't you know especially with uh, you know the FCC kind of loosening a lot of things now. You know, with net neutrality and all of that, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing. So I think people probably, when they're saying, oh, I wish I had Fios, they're really saying, oh, I wish there was a competitor that I can go to. You know, yeah. I still get calls all the time. Do you guys provide residential services? Sure. No, yeah. you're right. Because you, yeah. usually the the internet providers, ISPs, have monopoly on the regions, right? Yeah. So like if I, or in the city. They have a the charter city, with the, the city. Charter, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So like you go to like New York City and you have this provider. You go to some someplace else in the mm-hmm. state and you have that provider and you're like, that's kind of what you're stuck with. Yeah. Or if you want an alternative, there's DSL. You're like, yeah. Well, I don't want those speeds. Anymore. Yeah, I don't want. I, yeah, I don't need seven. Although, ironically, it's probably plenty for a lot of people. You know, probably so, is, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, you're absolutely right. And, and I think um, the amount of money that needs to get outlaid to, to build out this infrastructure is incredible. I mean, it's not cheap. You know. And, yeah. I mean, I mean, when when a company like Google, which you know we can say virtually has unlimited coffers, says. You know, they just pulled out of, um, I think it was Kansas City. Yeah. That they just pulled out and they ripped, you know, they had to pay like $4 million to rip out all their infrastructure. When they say, yeah, we just can't do it. I mean, you know, what are the chances that, you know, how many how many players or players are actually out there that can be able to provide this? That's why I think the wireless is going to be the thing. I mean, it's going to be a lot less expensive for, for, for multiple carriers, although that's becoming cost prohibitive now because they have to buy the frequencies. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, yeah, it's. It, I just think that's definitely the way it's going to go for sure. Right. So, so let's assume that we were, you know, 10, 15 years from now, 5G is the new standard, yeah. right? Or 5, 6, wherever we are. And those are providing speeds at which I don't need a wired connection to my home anymore. I can mm-hmm. just do everything wirelessly with a hub, right? Do you still believe that you know like I said data centers are going to require hardline connections right yeah i think so i think i think i think latency is always going to be an issue and, and that's yeah, what my yeah, concern was yeah. the latency i think it's getting better i mean okay. i mean i certainly think i think i think with every you know new number that they come out with for lack of a better term. I hope they come out with something better than 7G 7G, or 7H or whatever. 
Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, they're, they're getting better. Latency is definitely yeah. the biggest issue. Right. When you're um, talking wireless, so you're talking primarily the so-called last mile. Yeah. And the rest of it, though, is the uh, ground-based infrastructure. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The like, which would be wired there. And yeah. I imagine, yeah. too, like there, there are companies that are looking to provide internet via satellites, right? That's Still cool. have big latency issues with and that. And that. that's what yeah. I, yeah, right? Even, even, even with the low orbit satellites that they're talking about, I think the SpaceX is... Yeah, yeah, the speed of light delay yeah. is just, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that's why that's why we still have you know these telephone cables going across the the, the ocean because of right. the latency issues latency you know issues because you know even even taking it from a from a, a you know a ground station beaming it overseas you're getting that latency that's being added to the whole entire mix and so that makes it really tough for some like for gamers which really obviously for business that's you know, who cares but yeah. still you know um, but you know it's definitely for voice communications that starts becoming an issue with latency and and uh, you know packet loss and those types of things so um, I, I, I think that's where it's really going to shine though is the last mile that's where we're really going to and that's that's really the most expensive part of providing any service is that last mile for sure that last mile that's right yeah, yeah and I, I'm interested to see and I've always wondered you know are these satellites I'd imagine if you need to check your email or just be connected, you can, but yep. the latency is going to be an issue there, you know. But, you know, if we lived in a world that I could be in Antarctica and still have internet connection, yeah. I think that'd be pretty neat, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I think yeah. they do. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, they do. They, 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 do. Well, yeah. they have a satellite connection. Satellite connection I, think, there, yeah. I think they have a satellite connection. I think, but I don't even think they have it 24 hours a day. I think that there's like a time in the time day. Limit, right. Yeah, like so they... You're, you're, think about it. You're not going to hit an equatorial satellite yeah. from one of the poles. No, no you have to get it when it passes <laughs> over right. and it probably yeah. does a big packet yeah. dump and yeah, yeah. so... Right. Yeah. When but, I lived in Alaska, we the uh, the telecom satellite dishes, which did have to point to an equatorial. Right, like, like, like it was like it's down, looking yeah. some of the you're actually point below the horizon. Right, right. I mean, because that's where the satellite was. Right. Yeah, so you kind of got the signal coming over. Yeah, you know? that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But imagine in a yeah. connected world like that, now you wouldn't have to worry about getting lost or you know if. Uh, if Let's say there was a plane that had got lost, or like yeah. that, now you can know where it is and get real time data. I think oh, like the, the GPS system, you mean? Yeah. Right, or like yeah. just data being transferred. Oh, oh sure, right. so, and they're and they're definitely trying to do that. They are. I mean, now, it makes right. some more sense, you know. Right. I mean, I was reading someplace, and now we're on another tangent. But I was reading someplace <laughs> about like some of these new these new planes and about all the telemetry data. Yeah, that like thousands of points of data a second that they can a get lot. satellite. Yeah, yeah the, a lot. The, the, and a lot of that's public too. Yeah. The last, oh yeah. The the Boeing incident in in Ethiopia they had gotten data before they got the black box right. because of that kind of stuff because of the telemetry data the telemetry that they were data yeah, coming out so yeah. it's one of those things that gives you preliminary data to understand okay this was an right, accident yeah. we yeah. can confirm it with hard data there yeah. but I just find it very interesting in, in scenarios like that Regardless of the latency delays, being connected means a lot. Yeah. You know? So I and I not to dork out too much, but I am <laughs> so I am so fascinated by the logistics of of like planes about airplane travel. Like mm-hmm. think about like everything that's involved. In right. That, you know. I, I don't know how they did it before the internet <laughs> yeah, satellites. I, I mean, yeah, it's crazy know. when you really think about it, you know, because... You got lost and you crashed. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are not in that business. Yeah, just, no, yeah, right? no, 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 no. <laughs> awesome. So, so yeah, let's talk more about, you know, cloud solutions uh, that you guys offer. Um you know, the, I, I imagine there's there's a cost efficiency to it where I don't have to stand up my own servers and stuff like that. You know, what, what other stuff do businesses get benefits off based off? 
Well, I mean, I, I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, it's like, you know, if you're looking at the average lifespan of a, of a piece of you know, hardware, whether it's the a hardware station or a server, right? I mean, you're looking three to five years. So typically we recommend our customers, you know, if, you, if you're looking at a server, you want to be closer to that three-year mark. If you're looking at a workstation, closer to the five and then maybe somewhere in the middle, depending on the importance of that workstation. Because you mm-hmm. so, so you'd have recommendations for like a tech refresh cycle? Yeah. So, so typically, you know, typically it's three to five years. That's what we're looking at. So if you're looking at it on a cloud, a cloud solution, you're not really having to worry about that anymore. You know, that's kind of up to us. We're, we're, we're taking care of that piece of it. Um, and, you know, we're, we're, you're in a high availability situation. So we're literally just taking that instance and we're moving it to better hardware. Do you see a, a, yeah. uh, do you see much implementation of what they used to call like the VDI uh, type technology where the servers are, the workstations at the data center yeah. and you're mm-hmm. getting a remote display of what's actually happening. Yeah, and that's actually center. something that we're really starting to try to push with our customers. Okay. There's a lot of security benefits for that. You, you see that a lot of that in um, in healthcare, like in hospitals, right. um, where they're using Citrix. Going back to the old yeah. mainframe, yeah. RJE yeah. type of uh, yeah. arrangement. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of funny where, yeah. where it's kind of like it started off that way where everyone it's, would be on a dummy terminal for, right. for mainframe. Client server. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we're kind of coming other. back yeah. to it, yeah, and it, yeah, for for sure. Um, there's a lot of benefits. There's some downsides to it. It depends on really on the customer. I mean, sometimes if there's um, peripherals that you need, it doesn't you need work so well. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work so well. Um, but like certainly, you know, we we do that internally with our applications. Um, it's a lot easier to manage. A lot easier for updates. You're not having to go to every single workstation. Right. Um, Cit- Citrix can start to get a little expensive sometimes. Um, Remote desktop services, a little bit less expensive. Um, there's benefits to both, for sure. Um, it just depends on the individual. But, like, you know, definitely in, in healthcare, banks as well, a lot of banks. Um, although we've seen, we work with a quite, a, quite a few banks, um, and we've seen actually a, a, a turn back to now they're doing it on workstations. Okay. So they were doing terminals, and now they're kind of going back to workstations. I'm not really quite sure why, but right. I, that, that's, I, I think it really just depends on whoever's in charge. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, there's definitely some ex- less expense doing it that way because you can just get a dummy terminal that's really just a... a Glorified RDP client, you right. know that 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 will like work the, just fine. These yeah. little like NIC units, right? little, yeah. those little knocks, you know, yeah, 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 that are that are that are really. You plug your yeah. monitor into it. That's yeah, all it is. That's, yeah. all, it is. that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. keyboard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but the, other, the crazy thing about that, those things are still pretty pricey. They are. Yeah. They are. You and know, that's what's holding them back. Yeah, probably. you yeah. find a cheap way to do that, or, yeah. or an ROI way to do that, yeah. then that could expand. The, the the probably the bigger issue with this is that okay, so what happens if you have a user that's using this and then something happens on the network. So now rather than just having one computer that's down, they're all down. Right? Everything is down on that network, you know, when you're having an issue or the internet goes down. So a lot of this is going to, you know, when these new standards come out with like 5G and things like that, where now we're on towers and everything's kind of a mesh situation. Well, a tower goes down. All right, well, maybe you drop a bar, but you're still connected, so you know, and it's, you know, so. I think that's really what's been driving now this people going to those virtual desktop environments is that the internet connections are starting to get a little bit more robust and the backup solutions are a lot more robust now than they used to be. Yeah. So. The, the nice thing about that is all of these are solvable problems. Yeah. What we have right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and you know, what, what drives it is is the need, the demand, right. obviously. Yeah. And so, you know, these companies, you know, like the Verizons in the world and the Sprints, you know, they're, they're working on it because they know there's this demand to have that. And it's the people that have the infrastructure, mm-hmm. you know, the towers and the, the ability to build that out. They're the ones that are going to be driving that. 
So. Right. Yeah. So, so taking on, the, you know, let's say going to you guys for cloud solutions, you guys are handling, you know, the hardware, scaling, security, reliability, yeah, I mean, patching, patching, all everything. of that. Yeah. And then you know, we also provide, um, you know, we, we the, the, the industry term is virtual CIO, um, but uh, we call ours, it's, it's a quarterly connect where we're advising the customer on business decisions based on on IT. So it's like, hey, you know, I, that usually, you know, the the person running the business doesn't necessarily want to be right in the woods with the IT. Right. And, and really, ideally, IT is so important to business that you want them to work together. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of bridging the two. It's kind of like, okay, listen, we're not going to really geek out. We're going to, like... What are your business needs, and how can we? Help I was talking you? like CIO as a service. Yeah, it is. No, that's absolutely what it is. So it's like it's like and a serious thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's part. Of, it's part of our managed services offering, where we're offering this as a product, where it's kind of like, hey, look, before you weren't really thinking strategically right. about IT. Sure. You know, you were just thinking, oh, I need a computer. You know, well, maybe this isn't the best way. Maybe a virtual desktop environment has so many benefits it's going to be less expensive and that could save them money yeah. because now if they have funds for an executive slot they can hire an executive for their mission yeah not for the it yeah stuff. yeah you well know. and and that's been a big shift in it where it's like back in the old days you have a computer shop it was a break fix thing and now it's like now we're, we're looking at where it's a little bit more proactive you know we're like okay well how are how are we going to make it work part of the strategic it? planning yes for all of the every yes yeah. not just yeah. fixing something right. it's like how are we going to make it work for the yeah. business right definitely yeah so you guys primarily offer the cloud solutions and everything to just businesses or is any can a user just sign up sure i mean uh, yeah it doesn't really matter to us i mean as long as you're not breaking any laws <laughs> and, you know but yeah i mean we we absolutely we have people that are doing you know they have whatever application that they want to run, but they just don't have, you know, the connection at home or they don't want to have to worry about it. Um, we literally service customers from a, a one-person shop okay. to, you know, one of our customers um, is Florida Virtual Schools, which is all the K-12 through education for the state of Florida. And that's all hosted in our facility. The, wow. And we also provide managed services for them. So it literally is the the, the full gamut, full from, gamut. Okay. from individual, single-person to a $400 million organization that literally every student K through 12 has to take a class on, on this infrastructure that we're managing and supporting in, in our facilities. So it really is the, the full range. So what do you see the future? Like, like you said, a lot of things change over time, right? Like, you mm-hmm. know, and very quickly, actually, especially in this industry, where do you see cloud services going? Um, you know, Going from just, hey, standing up a server here to like microservices, you, are you guys also looking into that stuff as well? Yeah, I, I think that really the, the brutal truth of it all is that I think like, you know, these companies like Amazon and, mm-hmm. and Microsoft are probably going to start really, you know, I mean, we've already started to see it where they're kind of pulling some of these customers. The, the, the issue with that is, is that if you've ever done anything with the Amazon, with AWS or any of these services. Right. There's extremely difficult for someone to understand. You really need to have a well. There's certifications for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you really need to have a. If you don't know what you're doing, you could shoot your costs through the ceiling. Yes, and and that's the other thing. That that that's the other that's the other problem with AWS is that it's very hard. They offer so much that it's really hard to forecast what your true costs are going to be. And a lot of times, it's more expensive doing it. Just because of the egress charges for data and all these things that, like, you really have to know what you're doing. You right. know? So I don't think that we're ever going to be in a situation where you don't need us and you're just going to AWS. You're always going to need a professional. 
I would, I would say that we're going to have a lot of customers that are going to be like, yeah, you know, I really need to be in a data center in Germany. And okay, well, here's a really good way for you to be able to have a presence here and a presence or doing even doing a hybrid where, hey, we want to have physical servers here in our facility, but we also want to be able to have stuff that's that's in the cloud on this high, you know, high availability and low latency because right. of that transatlantic. We actually do have a customer that's co-located with us and they do um, they do uh, training on nuclear power plants. And so a lot of what they do is all over the world. I mean, they're literally doing these, this training all over the, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but because of the costs associated with AWS and with all of this, they, it's literally less expensive to keep a lot of this stuff just co-located in our facility. So they're doing this hybrid where they're connected up with AWS. They're doing some of the front end stuff, but then the back end stuff is all in a data center that we're managing. Okay. And then the other problem with you know the AWSs and the Microsofts and and, and things like that, the you know the all the cloud the world, providers you're talking about, yeah, is that is that, is that Azure you, and all that, yeah, is yeah. is that you know at this point it's kind of like who are you talking to, like you know really you know it's like at least with with Execunet if there's a problem. I mean, I'm pretty accessible. Any, you know, you can come into my office and bang on the door, you know, and and and, uh, and you can't, you don't get that with the Microsoft or you know an AWS. You're really just a number in a big, big world. Right. <laughs> it truly is. I mean, try getting somebody with you know support, you know, that that can help you and understand your business. So there's, there, I, I don't think that's ever going to go away. I, I tell everybody in our in our office that you know, out of all these products that we offer. Our number one product is really our customer service. Yeah. I mean, that's really the most important thing that we a high tech company whose number one product is the human interface yes. between human to human. Crazy, I know, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, I know, I know. I think that's where a lot of IT companies get lost, though. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I think you know when we did, you know, we've done thirteen acquisitions of other companies, yeah. and it's usually been where these companies got to this point where, like, you know, maybe they they had they were really good with technology and they're really super geeks. But they weren't really able to communicate how this really made sense to business. Right. So they, they kind of hit this point where they couldn't take it any further. And I think that's really one of our strong points is that, you know, we really we understand that, yeah, it's great that you can do all this techie, geeky stuff. But at the end of the day, there needs to be an ROI. Yeah. You know, on what you're doing. Right. You know, but you, you laugh and you, you but a lot of a lot of IT companies. Nobody's really. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But a lot of IT companies yeah. really miss this. They, they don't they don't see that. And I think that's a real distinct difference with us. So. Yeah. That's that's good to know. You know, so um, great. How does an I how does a company actually embrace the cloud? I mean, have you seen companies that were like resistant to trying to this type of technology and trying to hold on to something that's just not manageable? People or? are afraid. Yeah, we have some customers that are like that are afraid of, of the cloud. Mm-hmm. Like they want to be able to like you know hold their data for lack of I mean, <laughs> Plug it, right? yeah, like I want to be able to know this hard drive is is here. You know, if you have a network cable connected yeah, into this yeah. box that you're hugging, it's accessible. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, and then there's there's a there's a uh, I, I, there's a, some validity to that. I can understand that. Yeah. You know, you want to know where, especially now with it's kind of like you know the way it works, especially with you know Azure and and AWS and, and it, 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 it's you know you literally can have bits and pieces of data that are spread out throughout the world you know like so it, it they've gotten a little bit better with that because there's some requirements with government where you know you need to be able to have all of this stuff housed on a specific cert, like a, a specific region, or at least at the very least in a specific country. Right. Um, so they've gotten a little bit better about that. But if you're really trying to have a, an international presence, your data can literally be spread out 
throughout the world at any any given point. So some people just want to know, like, hey, if I want to go get all of my data, I can come to Execunet, come to my data center, pull that drive, and I have it. You have it right so there. Yeah. So I, I think that's gradually going to change. I think a lot of times now when you can really show that that ROI where, like, hey, listen, you can put this all in the cloud. You can have us manage it. We'll give you your data anytime you want, but you don't have to buy a new server <laughs> in, in in three years. You know, this might cost you twenty, thirty thousand dollars depending on what you're doing. Right. So yeah, so I, I think it's gonna change, but we definitely have those people that are holding on to it. Like, <laughs> I wanna have my I wanna have that hard drive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so let's pivot to some some questions about uh you know the local tech scene here. Okay. So you've been here for twenty years and you've seen yeah. you've seen a lot, right? Seen come and go. Come yeah. and go. Right? Yeah. And, you know, what do you think? Like I, I believe I've been here since two thousand ten, um, and I think it's just been kind of like a hockey stick in terms of tech companies. Yeah. Where'd you come from? Uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah. So it's right out of college. So far away. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, that yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. But started yeah. my career here. You know, I've been working for the same company. Yeah. Um, and I, just the tech scene has exploded, yeah. in my opinion. Well, I think, you know, Virginia having, you know, really, you know, about 70% of the world's internet traffic goes through Northern sure, Virginia. Yeah, about Ashford, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and uh, which I always, I always think to myself, like, wow. That would be a concern. Like, what a target. Well, do you remember yeah. when AWS had uh, had went down a couple years ago? Yeah, yeah. 2012 and or something. Something like that. that. Yeah. And it, what the funniest part yeah. of that situation yeah. was the they had that status page, right? Yeah. Where, where it was like showing green, red, oh. but the pictures were coming from S3. Yeah. And oh. since S3 was down, it yeah, never yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it didn't really matter. Nothing didn't else matter. really yeah, mattered. Yeah. Were, like, half the internet was was down. So I, I think you know Frederick. I love Frederick. Um, you know, I've been here twenty five years now, twenty six years. I just really mm-hmm. fell in love with it here, and I think. Um, you know, it's it's obviously a lot less expensive to live here right. <laughs> than it is down in Virginia. So there's a lot of people that are going down the road for these tech jobs. But I also think that there's a lot of tech companies that are coming to Frederick yeah. because true. it's a nice place to live. You know, it really is. And I think especially, you know, tech companies tend to really embrace that work-life balance a lot. And, and that's pretty key for, for, for having employees, you know, so you it's it's a little bit more expensive than other places. It's getting live, more but, attention than it did even a few short years ago. Yes, yeah. yes. So I think I think you know there's a really good you know there's a great restaurants, great downtown, thriving downtown. Oh so, my goodness! Yeah. yeah so it's oh, it's a great way to keep keep employees and and get and kind of entice employees, especially because people don't want to have to take that drive down two seventy every single day. So right. yeah, I, I definitely you know it. It used to be that we were really big into biotech. There was a lot of biotech, and there still is. Mm-hmm. But now I, I, we're starting to see a lot more IT come into this area as well. So mm-hmm. it's it's been great for us, obviously, being, right. you know. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm seeing organizations like Tech Frederick, right? Yeah. Like Fitzy, you know, being here. It's just, yeah. just amazing. Like, I, we wouldn't be able to record this without Fitzy's work. Right, you know? right. That's true. And having this place downtown. And Tech Frederick has been amazing with all their um, networking events. Yeah, they've really grown. I mean, they have mm-hmm. really, like, you know, when I first started going to Tech Frederick, when it first started years ago, I don't go as much as I, I like. I try to at least go to every other yeah. other thing. Um, or at least send somebody from the office there. But um, you know, when we when we first when I first started going, it was probably like you know ten people, fifteen people, and right. now it's I'm now struggling. It's, yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's really grown, yeah, and right. it's it would be like the same ten or fifteen people that you'd see there. You'd yeah. see like, hey, hey, Bill, you know. Uh, but now it's like you know, oh, it's these new companies that are showing up, and it's you know, and even with the Tech Frederick Games that happened this year, you know, we we uh, we were pretty. Pretty impressed with the turnout at that. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I was there. Yeah, yeah. We sponsored one of the games uh, this, this year, and uh, 
we uh, we were actually like, man, we really need to get a team together, you know? So because we, we you know, it's, I was like. What's going on with all these tech companies? Is nobody working today? You know, it's like tech shut down that day in Frederick. You know, we were like trying, like, how can we possibly do this? You know, like, so but yeah, online today. yeah, I know. It was just like, wow, yeah. So, but yeah, it was impressive. Have you uh, found that you've been have partnered with any of the other tech companies in the area or has that not been something that's been a part of the landscape? No, I, I think, um, you know, it's weird. I've always had this attitude where there's so much business. I mean, there's so much business in this area and it's, you know, there's some companies that have, are, are how, am I, how am I going to say this? We're, I'm going to offend everybody who listens, but I'm, I consider myself a, an IT dork. Geeks, are usually like a little weird. Like we are, there's lots of some quirks to us. You I don't know? think you'll find any argument yeah, in this room. Yeah, I was talking about ourselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if I'm offending you, I'm sorry. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, so it's like you know, I, I've always had this attitude. Like, hey, look, I really like technology. Let's all work together, and yeah. maybe there's an opportunity out there for you, yeah. or maybe there's an opportunity for me. <laughs> there's definitely been companies through the years that are like a little bit more like. Ugh, what are you doing? Stay away. Or my stuff is better than your stuff. And I don't know. I think that's silly. That's definitely not how we've been. That's probably why we've been around for 20 years, right. you know? So we certainly, if, you know, I'm really big. If there's opportunities on, you know, that come up that like, Hey, look, this isn't something I can help you with, but I know this company over here can help you. You know, we have competitive, direct competitors that are in our facility that, you know, we kind of have like a, there's a no-go. Like if, if a customer that we know is with them comes to us, we're like, nah, we sorry, we can't help you. Yeah. You know, just because there's, you know, there's no reason for that. So, yeah, the, the short answer is yes. You know, we work directly with some of our competitors. Neither one of our customers know that there are, you know, that there are, yeah, yeah, you know, but that's just how it, we have direct competitors that are in our building that don't even know that they're in our data center. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Because, that's an amazing human interaction right there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because, you know, on purpose in our facility, yeah. we don't label anything. So nothing is labeled. So there's numbers, but only we know what those numbers are and what they mean. Right. So we literally have competitors that don't even know that they're in our facility, which is kind of funny. Yeah. You know? So I'm waiting for that day when they both come into the lobby at the same and time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. So, yeah, I don't think they would care because they know, you know, we're, we're really, we're, we keep everything very confidential. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and we, you know, we don't say anything, but I sometimes they'll tell me stuff and I'll, be, I'll laugh. I'll be like, oh, if they only knew what I know, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> Got all the secrets. Yeah, there. I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's I amazing mean. to see like like your company and, and how you guys have pivoted oh. and, and where you went. And so, you know, if there's anything else I want to know is, of course, you make mistakes, right? picking the direction but how do you how do you justify like do you learn from that failure obviously you have if you're still here and you're still I fail every day I mean I think I think if you're not failing you're not succeeding I right mean, you have to fail I mean it's it's uh you know I I, I get that question I get, I get this question sometimes and it's like I, I am pretty I'm very thankful for everything that I have I mean mm -hmm. it's like I, I it's been a lot of work but at the same time every this is a business is a lot of luck too. You just happen to do the right thing at the right time. You have the right secret sauce of people working for you, and and you All know, align. it just everything yeah. just kind yeah. of aligns. And there's yeah. no like, if I could write a book, I would be you know a billionaire about how to succeed. You know, it's just <laughs> it, the 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 stars align, and you know, you get the right secret sauce, and and uh, you know, I, I think that 
you, you really, there's no book. You need to come up with your own book. You need right. to take all these different pieces and figure out your own way and just work hard. I mean, that that's really hard work is going to, is, is the way to succeed. And there's a lot of people um, that don't think that they just should get it. Oh, I have this great idea. It's like, that doesn't matter. A lot of people have great ideas. Right. You need to work. You need to hustle to make it happen. So, so what's one thing that you can tell someone who's have, struggling with embracing failure to say, you know, like they're active. Give up. Avoiding, right? <laughs> Give up. It's all too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I think just if, if you really believe in something, you know, I've been very fortunate throughout my life that, you know, I, I've always had this attitude where I feel like I can accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if that's really a cocky attitude it's maybe maybe i'm just kind of oblivious i don't know, you know I, i've heard, I've heard you, the term that yeah you know, in order to be an entrepreneur you yeah. have to be somewhat delusional yeah right? say, yeah all right you, this is the direction or not going. have a plan b well yeah yeah plan you, b. That's yeah. Right. and uh, i don't have a plan b <laughs> <laughs> but i don't think i ever had have had a plan b and that definitely helps i mean but at the same time i think that if you really believe in something uh, you just have to keep working at it. And and, and, and eventually, maybe that's not going to be the idea that comes true for you or that's not going to be the thing that takes off. But, you know, life is all about forks in the road. And right. making a mistake is going to take you to another fork. And that fork might be a failure. But then the fork after that might be the big success. The success. Okay. So you just need to keep pushing ahead, you know, and not be afraid to take those chances. That's really what it comes down to. It's good advice. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so last question to end the segment then. Okay. Any recent purchases of less than 100 bucks that had improved your life recently? Man, Amazon loves me, I'll tell you that. <laughs> everything everything is under 100 bucks. No, I you know, my my last big purchase that I made is um I bought a I'm a big, big into scuba diving. And, okay. Uh, I bought a, a new dive watch for my for this trip I have to Egypt next month. Oh. So I'm going diving in the Red Sea for a week. So that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking looking forward to it. So it's been been a great trip. I have a nice group of friends that we all go dive on dive trips every year. Pick a couple nice places to go to, and we just you know we're, we're stuck on a boat for a week. So you better like them. So <laughs> you know, so so yeah. So Egypt's our next trip. So we're all excited about going on this trip. So that was my last. That wasn't a. It was more than a hundred dollars, but. I mean, if I went through the hundred dollar purchases, I'd be here all day. I mean, I'm always like, oh, it's only five dollars on yeah, Amazon. Right? Yeah, it's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I think I, I, I keep Amazon in business personally. So, right. <laughs> awesome. Well, Dallas, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you. and appreciate the advice and just seeing how you know you and your company has evolved in the past twenty years, and you guys are definitely doing something right because you are still here today i feel old you know? i feel every time i say 20 years i'm like oh hey i don't I, feel that old you remind man. me about the dial up days yeah, right yeah, it's yeah. like going on aol it's yeah. like you hear that noise yeah and all that. it's like oh yes yeah, I'm like if there's anything i could take back from that era i'll never forget when i first downloaded music from napster and i was like oh my god you yeah. can do this. this is amazing yeah. now it's like i'll just listen to spotify I'll, yeah. I, I pay for it because why not right well, i got on the internet even before that when they were using gopher and, and, uh, right, okay, I mean, I'm going way back yeah. now, and you could actually go and you could get a book, the Internet Yellow Pages, and you could go to like this Gopher site, and uh, I, I mean, I could, oh, we could go for another hour about the first time I ever got on the internet, and now I was like, my mind was blown. But yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how much it's evolved. I can't, it, it is, I can't yeah. wait to see what's going to happen in the next twenty years. It's just amazing. It is amazing. Well, appreciate you coming out. Yep. Thanks know, for having awesome. me. Yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys.